This is the change element. Where we are igniting you to transform humanity. Transform humanity. Transform humanity. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening. This is the Change Element Podcast Show, where we ignite you to transform humanity. This is the intersection of entrepreneurs, leaders, and visionaries, where we talk about big ideas and small steps. This is the place where insight and action meet. The hosts of the Change Element Podcast Show are Corey Damon, Stephen Ma, and myself, Tim Bartlett. In today's element number six, we talk about the importance of building an authentic brand. What do you think of when you hear the word brand? Do you think of a cool logo or a great sounding name or maybe a beautiful website? Well, all those things are important certainly, but as you're gonna learn today, a brand is so much more than that. In our interview with Bobby Duran, AKA Bobito the Chef, a national and internationally known DJ, we're gonna talk about the importance of building an authentic brand. So prepare to have your minds blown, prepare to change as we jump into element number six, the importance of building an authentic brand. Hey, welcome to element six. I'm Tim Bartlett and I am here with a great friend of mine, Bobby Duran. Yeah. AKA Bobito the Chef. Uh, nationally known DJ, social entrepreneur, producer, you name it, uh, he's involved in it. Uh, it is so good to have him on this show. And Bobby, uh, I'm sure that there are folks out there who have already heard of you, but for those that maybe haven't, um, I'd love to just uh, tell your story a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about your brand and how you got started. Yeah, Tim, I've been DJing for a little bit over 18 years now. And so part of that story has been um, great opportunities that I've been able to step into and also uh, great opportunities that I've been able to learn from. Uh, you know, I was very highly influenced in the underground hip hop scene, uh, did, went to a lot of venues that uh, DJs were at. And uh, what I enjoyed about watching DJs is they had the this opportunity to connect with people in the audience, even though they didn't know who they were or didn't know their story, uh, but they were able to meet people where they're at. And that's one thing I've learned is through turntables, you get to meet people where they're at and kind of help create their Sabbath. And now what I mean is like, maybe it's a happy place for people, like they remember a song and they think back to their childhood, or it's a happy place of uh, creative memories, uh, with family or friends or a great song that they remember when they were in high school, you know. But I think for myself, uh, what was drawn to me was just being able to connect with people through music and meet them where they're at. And so uh, through the years, uh, I've, I've played a lot of events that I just started doing for free because I was passionate about it and I wanted to get my name out there and just wanted to connect with people. And then it kind of evolved with some people, you know, helping me along the way, kind of figure out, hey, this is something that you could probably do as a full-time job or as something that would be able to help 
uh, you down the line. Mm-hmm. And then there was people that came in and spoke and said, hey, it'd probably be good if you branded yourself more. And have you ever thought about this? And have you ever that? And so then, you know, it took it took several, several people, several life lessons to learn of how would I even want to to launch this brand out? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's been it's been good. And uh, there's been some great opportunities. And then there's some opportunities that I'm still hoping down the horizon will come. Wow, 18 years. I don't think I even knew that it was that long, man. It's really great that you've been able to go so strong for so long. And one of the things that I love about you, Bobby, is that you know, you'll know you travel the, the country and even travel to other countries to do these huge events, but you'll still do the smaller events as well. You'll do parties and weddings and you know quinceaneras and things like that uh, because that connection is so important to you. Uh, but for our listeners' sake, what, what are some of those big events, those notable events that you've done throughout the course of your career? So I've been able to, you know, travel across the country and work with the Catalyst team, you know, that, that does great events. Um, you know, I've done some great festivals throughout the United States, um, was able to do some of the Warp Tour, um, but done done some corporate events for Dave Ramsey, John Acoff, Zaxby's Chicken, Nike, Jenny Craig, Tom Shoes, um, just some, some great spaces to be in. But I think in those spaces, what's been great for me in these opportunities, sometimes, yeah, it, the wow, there is some wow factors where I've stepped into a place and I'm like, holy cow, this is huge, right. you know? But I think what I value most about these opportunities is the relationships that you build through them. And I think for myself, um, I think I'm passionate about DJing, passionate about connecting with people where they're at, but also through these through these um, gigs and, and event, events that I've been able to do, uh, man, I've just built some of the best relationships of just being able to work with some great people that do great things, you know. And so I think for me, that's, that's one of the higher values. And then the DJing is almost like the cherry on top because it's like, um, you know, I think, I think that's a value for me because gigs will always come and go. But I think the opportunities that we get a chance to step into will not. Now, I want to back up here a second because, you know, doing this for 18 years, I mean, that's that's almost your entire adult life. Right. And I wanted to ask you, I mean, when you were a kid, is this is being a DJ always something that you wanted to do? Was that always the thing that you had your sights set on? You know, I was in the hip hop scene for a long time rapping. And when you're rapping, you're always around DJs. Yeah. And when you're rapping and doing sets and doing shows and, you know, you played, I played all kinds of different places as well. Um, you know, connecting and, and planning with your DJ was really key. Mm-hmm. And so doing that, that's, that's where it all started. It's like, wow, man, I, I really just enjoyed that. And, uh, and so, so started rapping and then eventually became DJ and then I used to be in a band back in the day called Big Dog Small Fence, and we were like a like a Ozo Motley East Los Ska kind of vibe. And so I did both. And then from there I went I was became in a band called Pax Two Seventeen for five years, and we traveled the country and did that. But it was really time to refocus on on building out the brand. Yeah. So you know, let's talk about that a little bit about building the brand. Uh, we have a lot of folks listening who are. Uh, interested in launching their own entrepreneurial idea or their own business or their own nonprofit. And that idea of, of launching and building a brand can be kind of overwhelming. I mean, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time. And here you are, someone who has done that successfully, but you've got a family. Right. And you've had to learn how to balance 
the time and energy that you invest into building your brand and you know being a family man I mean because you're in high demand I mean you're a busy guy and you're a humble guy so you're not going to necessarily say this yourself but I mean you are, are constantly being asked to do shows how have you figured out that balance between pursuing and building your brand, your business, and being available for your family? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think I think that's uh, something that I think a lot of people just in life deal with, whether, yeah. it's, a, whether it's a career in DJing or our job or figuring out um, the balance of all that. I have three calendars on my fridge. And we, we we get together once a week and go through our schedules because you're right. With that, um, you, you add kids' schedules of football, soccer, right. all that, doctor's appointment, dentist appointment. And then my wife, uh, you know, she works her shifts at the hospital, um, you know, so it, it really takes a, a key effort. But I think I think what what I've learned from it is that sometimes I've let the job become more of a priority than the family. You know, if you're out there listening, just and you're maybe even going through some of this, as far as like how how do you how do you do it? How do you balance everything? Well, first you're going to learn some life lessons of what not to do, you know, and you're going to learn some life lessons of what to do. But I think sometimes it's okay to say no to things, and I've learned that you know, for some of us that are starting off or doing it for a while. Maybe. Yeah, that is great advice. Bobby, learning when to say no, um, I think is is a key takeaway there. I would love for you to walk us through now the the steps that you took from the time that you first got started to now. I mean, in or when your brand really took off. I, I know that you started in the hip hop scene and you were um, touring with some different groups. And and but what are the steps that you took to really start building your authentic brand? So kind of after seeing DJs and following DJs and meeting people and, and trying to go to events to kind of connect with some of these people, I think, you know, some of the next big steps was to actually invest in the equipment to see if this is something I really wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, and so I invested in equipment. I started practicing. I locked myself up in a room and I was just practicing and practicing and practicing, trying to do that. And then eventually... Um, there, there came a group, the band, the first band that Big Dog Small Fence said, hey, we're going on tour. Uh, we're doing nine festivals over the summer. And uh, we want to bring you on the road with us to DJ. And so that was like my first step of of committing to a tour, leaving home, uh, you know, and going out and seeing the world, you know. So I was gone for uh, like three and a half months on my first uh-huh. tour. But after that, tour started. Like I started touring uh, the United States DJing, doing festivals, doing shows, doing events. And so I think that's kind of where I actually stepped into it, embraced it, and tried to become uh, the best I could as I went out. Back then, it was really the labor of love, of um, you believing in what you did, uh, not so much in a cocky way, mm-hmm. but so much that in a passionate way that you went out, you left home, you lived in a camper, you didn't make much money, but you had a great time. You saw the country and you, you had some pretty amazing shows and connected with people, you know. Yeah. And I think that labor of love, that pain dues uh, was something that 
I will always hold on to. I'll always remember and never forget. So your question was, is like, what were those big steps? The yeah. big steps were saying, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to put it all on the line and leave home, sacrifice, do whatever I got to do to see what can happen, you know, uh, and, and and still learning and still practicing and still trying to get better uh, and doing, you know, crafting our art, yeah. and crafting our, you know, how we how we communicate with people. Yeah, that's so good, man. I mean, you talk about belief and just how important it is to believe in what you're doing. And I think for all of us who are looking to launch or lead our own brands, it's hard sometimes because doubt creeps in. And I got to believe that for you, at some points along the way, you struggled with doubt. How did you manage that? How did you work yourself out of the doubt or the negative beliefs? Well, I think there's two sides of it. There's the, the doubting side is the struggle of like, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. Or like you would get into some other circles and then there'd be like some really dope DJs around you and you're just like, wow, mm-hmm. like they are, you know, like mm-hmm. you. So there was a little bit of intimidation mm-hmm. or I remember my first time I went to NAMM show and I met Jazzy Jeff. I met Mixmaster Mike. I met DJ Qbert. I met Gaslamp Killers. You know, you, you meet all these people that are just these amazing DJs and you're just kind of standing there like, oh my gosh, like these guys are unbelievable, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, you, you, you mean, you, you, you have a choice to, to make. You, mm-hmm. you, you can say, okay, I could stay timid and just be timid in these circles or I step into this moment and see what I learn. And then there's the other side where, you know, it can become very, if you're not practicing humility, it can become very much about um, the spotlight, um, very much about looking for that rather than doing your art. So, you know, sometimes that you could fall into situations where your whole motive of doing everything is so that people will praise you for what you do. So there's a difference. People praising you for what you do rather than people praising you for who you are. So there was a season where I kind of, where I was given these opportunities, where it kind of kind of got a little bit, my vision got a little blurry. So I had to kind of retrack and kind of get back into focus and some people in my life spoke into it, but it was good. It was good to kind of help me, you know, stay on path yeah. and stay on mission. Yeah, we all need to take a step back. And I love that you talked about uh, other people speaking in your life, yeah. because one of the things that we, really uh, focus on at the change element is just how important uh, other people are to have partners that that come alongside you to kind of help you in your journey and you know there's a lot that you've experienced and I know there's a, a ton of things that you've learned along the way but what is perhaps the you know the biggest lesson that you've learned in this process of building your brand yeah I think there's there's a huge difference we talked about um, having confidence so I think one of the big things is that there's confidence and then there's there's uh, you think you know it all. And so I think that was something that I had to learn is that when I when I was doing some of this stuff, uh, you know, working with, you know, record labels or productions or festivals and things like that, you know, I had a, I had an attitude of, you know, I was pretty thought I knew it all. And then you, you, in some of those moments where I learned those things, I um you could do two things. You could take them and, and um, you could shun off people and say, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Or you could actually just stop and listen 
and learn. And so um, there's been some great people that have spoken into my life. There's been some great people that have spoken very harshly into my life uh, because they cared about me. And then there's been people that have pushed me to do certain things that I didn't think were important. We assume that if we do great jobs or we do great have great opportunities that everyone's going to know about it and we're going to book us and you know that not the case the case about it is yes we do need to do our work as far as promoting social media all those different things word of mouth connecting all that stuff but i think what i learned too is that uh, i needed to have someone speak harshly into my life to say you need a website if you're going to take this serious and you need, uh, you know, you, if you're going to build this brand, people need to find you. Yeah. Whether and not just find you in the states, find you anywhere. Right. You know. So, so I said okay. So I went to a, a good friend of mine by the name of Stephen Ma, who he also encouraged me and showed me a lot of different things I didn't know. And together, he and I, you know, built this site. And uh, another friend of mine, uh, Josh Zapata, he. Uh, he was in an art, uh, this art graphics design contest, and he's like, "Bro, can I? I have this idea for your, your logo. You know, your name, Babito the Chef." Like, so he took a record, and then he took a, a, a spatula and made the spatula into a needle handle, and entered into this contest, and he won this contest in San Antonio, right? So, so my logo is in this book in this art art festival thing. And, uh, and then that logo now has become, you know, on my website right. and everything that I do. And so so it took people like that that had their creativity to see something and, and bring it to me. And, and then we built this website. And through the website, it's been great because it's true. Yeah. A lot of people have been able to, to find me at the website yeah. and connect with me. And I've gotten a lot of jobs. And then what's good, too, about it is that a website helps you curate um spammers curate people that just want to talk to you about your business and things like that from actually people that want to book you mm -hmm. and then you could look at stuff that could uh be opportunities that you really don't want to do or there's opportunities that you know you never thought could be possible you yeah. know so the website is is something that i you know it sounds so basic nowadays like oh yeah everybody has a website you know everyone could build your own website you know all these different things but I'm just telling you, like, one of the things I learned is that I assumed that everyone would know who I would be <laughs> and that people could find me and it's not a problem because I did this and I DJed for this person. But I had to learn, like, no, you need to you need to do that. So so that was a huge thing for me. And Bobby, how would you define brand or your brand? What does that mean to you? You know, for, for myself, there is there's for the way I see the brand is this is that on my website, I have a team of DJs. So I have five other DJs that I mentioned on my website. Now, all those other DJs, they, they work for themselves, they book themselves, they all have their own entity as far as what they do as DJs. But I think what's most important for me in the brand is that people, if people want to book me and I'm not available that day, I think what's most important is that I give them somebody that I trust who will do a great job for their event. And I think the brand of that is is not just, um, you know, you, you have a great website, you have a great logo, it's all good. And that's not, for me, that's not what a brand is. What a brand is that people come to me because they trust me 
and say, Bobby, if you can't do it, who do you think will do the job that will for my event that you see fit? And so that's why I've chosen five other DJs that I'll always refer uh, for other events because what's most important to me is the brand of the trust and them coming back to me and saying, hey, Bobby, that guy was great. We want to do another event. Would you be available this time for this one? And I think part of that has been um, the reason why the brand has been something where people come back. I'm already doing something. You're on my team. Go do an amazing job so that your brand looks awesome and that Bobito the Chef becomes a source for other people when they want to DJ when I'm not when I'm booked. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of people make that mistake that the brand is just something that you see. It's it's just the image. But what you're saying here is that it's so much more than that. It's it's who you are. Right. It is the equivalent of a relationship that you would establish with a person in real life, but it's happening, you know, without. Uh, that that personal maybe one-on-one engagement it's happening with thousands or millions of people at a time I think then the same way I want people to know that you know our team my team would make them feel that way to say I can go back to them at any time we can bring them back we can go call him um, you know, sometimes people just call me and just say, hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, I know you you do a lot of production and a lot of, uh, you know, creativity of uh, programming and all these different things for events. What do you think about this? And so that's that's been the beauty of that, too, Tim, is that I've been able to be a DJ on one side. And then some events, I'm actually the producer and, and hire DJs uh, to create the event. You know, so, so it's, it's been great to be, you know, in the best of both worlds to, to do that. And so... That's been an awesome opportunity. And since you bring up uh, production and, and being a producer, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention an organization that you do productions for. It's just another way that you are impacting the world around you, which is the Urban Youth Workers Institute, uh, where you pr- put on huge events uh, all across the country uh, for this nonprofit that collaborates with other organizations, uh, faith-based organizations to reach inner city youth, which is just so great. And what I love about you, Bobby, is that whether it's DJing or production, it's not a departure from what you're all about. Yeah. You know, that authentic brand, that that mission that everything still points to, which is to have a positive impact on others, to to connect with other people in a, in a genuine way. And I just think it's great. You know, Bobby, as we start to conclude our conversation on uh, building an authentic brand. What is a word of advice? If there was like one tip that you could give to someone who's looking to start uh, a new brand, yeah. something new, whether it's a business venture, uh, an organization, uh, perhaps their own label, or maybe we've got other listeners out there who want to be DJs. Yeah. Um, what is that one word of advice that you would give them yeah. to help them get started? Well, I think, I think, Part of that, doing that would be some focus groups would be good. Uh, surround yourself with a couple circle of friends, bounce some ideas off, uh, get some creative circles going, uh, get feedback from other people. 
um, before you start something. I think it's what's important is that just to kind of get some feedback. And then, you know, as you're going to start something, share your vision and, you know, your mission statement and all those things with those friends to kind of just say, hey, is this something that we want to do? And then you need to decide if you're going to launch as a 501c3 mm-hmm. or if you're going to launch as for profit. And then just make sure that whatever you do, that you have all those those uh, the LLCs in order. You know, you you might even need a lawyer or someone to look at it or, or something that to do online that to help you guide you through those steps. Uh, just as you launch something, you just want to protect your brand. You don't want to fall into lawsuits. Um, I have a friend, you know, it's just they added one word to a name and now it's this war of who had the name first, you yeah, know. Right. And so there's different things that you just want to be avoid now and okay. be careful of that. Um, but just to have those things in order, if you have some friends in the entertainment world or or lawyer, uh, you know, that friends that are lawyer, let them take a look at your business plan proposal, you know. But, you know, I would just say this uh, and, and just be careful about who you share your ideas with and um, and just make sure you do share those things with people that you ultimately trust, um, because sometimes your ideas uh, become someone else's reality. Mm-hmm. And so um, part of that, you know, um, I've seen happen, I've experienced, and, um, you know, you kick yourself in the face because you're like, why did I do that, you know? <laughs> so I think those are a couple of key things just as you start and launch, uh, keep keep in mind. And, um, you know, there's, there's always times that I've learned that um, there's certain things that you share during certain times. And there's certain things that you just stay quiet about. (laughs) Sounds like you've got some experience there. Um, (laughs) So we've come to the final question of our interview today. And here at the Change Element Podcast Show, we have a signature question that we like to ask our guests. Right. And that question is this. Bobby, if someone were to write a book about your life or perhaps make a film about your life, what would you like that book or that film to be called? Uh, you know, I, I've always, you know, I've always messed around, you know, with uh, uh, back in back, you know, we did this this uh, this idea back in one of the events that we did for our urban youth workers, and um, it was all it was between the beautiful mass or the beautiful struggle, mm. and so I think part of that is, you know, uh, in life, um, there's some hard times we all experience, and um, but there's also there's always seems to be things that you know that can be beautiful that that pierce through those and i think part of it is that um it's a the the struggle is is that you know we want to be uh, amazing people we want to be perfect we want to have everything lined up uh, we want we want our business to be um you know successful recognized um you know very highly blessed and and profitable mm-hmm. you know but I think I think part of the journey that we're all on in in, in life and, and as we learn and, and as we make mistakes and as we grow our brands is that it, it definitely is a struggle sometimes, you know. And uh, but I think if we're missional and if we're focused and we surround ourselves with great people who can speak into our lives and speak into our brand, I think it becomes very beautiful. And so um, those are. I think you know that's that's probably like the 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 best movie synopsis I can give. I think is that maybe it's something along those lines. Oh man, I, I like that. The beautiful struggle. That's so good. That is so good. So where do people go to connect with Bobito the Chef? What are the ways that they can find you? 
My website is bobitothechef.com. So it's B-O-B-B-I-T-O, thechef.com. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are all Bobito the Chef. So you can catch me in all theirs. And then um, I think, you know, if, if you want to understand what I did more on the nonprofit side, the, the nonprofit that I'm involved with, Urban Youth Workers Institute, that's UYWI.org. So part of what I do there is I help produce uh, conferences and events and experiences uh, for youth workers that work with at-risk youth throughout the United States. Um, and, and we just try to support them as a lot of them are um, under-resourced, undervalued. Uh, that they're the ones who are stepping into the trenches and serving youth in the hardest parts of, of the United States. And so so I get to be a part of a team that does that. And then um, for the most part, if you want to check out some music, uh, you can go to my SoundCloud, Bobby the Chef. Uh, recently, uh, a few months back, I was able to do a, I just did a, a mixtape for uh, an author by the name of John Acuff. John, John put out a book called The Do-Over. So uh, we did the Do-Over mix, and uh, it's a really fun mix. It's free. Totally go down there. And there's some other mixes, another mix I did for Dave Ramsey. Um, and those mixes are where? Those are my SoundCloud. Okay. Just Bobby the Chef, yeah, SoundCloud. And then uh, on my website, there's some videos and some other things going on. So, uh, yeah, feel free to check them out and uh, shoot me a shout. And it's all good. It is That's all awesome. good, man. That Dude, was thank you great, so much, man. Hey. A great interview. Thank you, Bobby, so much for joining us on the Change Element Podcast show and for thanks for having me, man. Appreciate sharing it. your story and providing some insight on the importance of building an authentic brand and what that really means. How good was that? Building an authentic brand can indeed be a beautiful struggle, but. Um, as we learned today, it is so worth it when you're pursuing your passions and when you are focused on your overall mission. Um, I think there were some great takeaways for today. I think uh, making sure that you surround yourself with people who you trust, people that care about you, who you can partner with to share ideas and get feedback and whether it's starting a focus group if you're looking to launch your brand. But another, uh, I think, great takeaway for us is to um, you know, always take that time to, to take a step back and really make sure that our, our vision isn't getting blurred and that we are really focused on ultimately what it is we wanna do. That is such a key part of building an authentic brand that's gonna be successful. I'd like to encourage all of you, if you don't have a coach or someone that uh, you can go to to get feedback and perspective from, I would encourage you to do that this week. Uh, find a partner who you can continue to, to work with and, and bounce ideas off of, ask uh, questions and have them ask questions of you to make sure that you are staying honed in on your mission. And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. The good, the bad. And the ugly. Yeah, so the good is the labor of love. Look, if we are going to build an authentic brand, then that starts with us being authentic with ourselves and really doing the things that we are passionate about, the things that we love. Uh, because we're going to have those difficult moments where perhaps we're living in a trailer, not making much money and doing what we have to do. And the thing that's going to pull us through is that labor of love, knowing that this is what we are meant to do. 
for the bad. You don't want to do things just for the fame or for the money,、uh, because when that happens, you end up losing a lot of yourself. You lose the joy of, of the things that you're really passionate about and what you really want to do. Here's my ugly.、Uh Similar to Bobby, I grew up in the hip hop culture, and I loved hip hop music. And when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a hip hop artist, and I wanted my rapper alias to be. Now wait for it, super original, T Money. Fortunately, I never tried to pursue that to any point of self embarrassment. So there you have it. For more information on Bobito the Chef, including、uh, the website and other social media links that he had mentioned, you can find those at our show notes. Just visit our website, thechangeelement.com/forward/slash zero zero six. You'll also、uh, get a link to an awesome music video that showcases、uh, a recent event that Bobby did. Hey, thank you guys so much for spending time with us today.、Uh, until next time. I am Tim Bartlett. This is the Change Element Podcast Show, where we are igniting you to transform humanity.